Hello and good morning, everybody. Hello, this is Marta McDowell. What are you doing, Marta? Well, I am sitting here next to my new book, Gardening Can Be Murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it can. I t- you know, in martial arts, we were taught to learn to love all living things. And so inside this forest that I live in here in Charlotte, North Carolina, it's, it's like everything here is here for a purpose. But you opened my eyes into a different side of these plants because you're saying that plants are murderous. How, how is that possible? Well, plants have evolved to protect themselves in all sorts of unique ways. (laughs) And so many potent plants are really helpful to us in terms of pharmaceuticals, but in the wrong dosage or with just a wrong plant, they definitely can kill you. Well, I mean, poison ivy is one of those things. It gets up a tree or any kind of vine gets up there and strangles a tree. And and that's one of the things that that it's like, okay, I I realize that, that this tree is in possible danger, but the problem is, though, is that I'm ruining nature if I go in there and take away something so completely natural. Well, yes, that is true. And it is a native plant. And this time of year, it's actually quite pretty because it gets great fall color. Uh, and, the, you know, the birds seem to like the berries because they eat them. And then, you know, the seedlings pop up all, all over my yard. But I do, I do like pull them out with plastic bags when I see them popping up because I do get quite a rash. And despite the care I take probably a couple times a year, I do end up with a nice blistery rash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know it's so funny because it's almost like you just walk through my front yard, and the reason, and, and because the thing is, is that I, I, I don't want to, you know, take away from a, a, a seedling. But the thing is, is I have holly that's growing out there. I've got cedar that's growing out there that are about two or three inches tall, and they're just so damn cute. Well, yes, that is true. But they do grow into being really big trees, and it's really hard to have any semblance of a garden in any style even if you you know you only grow the native plants for your area you know if you just let it go and do what it wants it's going to be a mess so you know gardeners (laughs) are all about editing right and controlling and you know (laughs) nudging something here and pruning back something there so you know it's kind of inevitable and i will say i do have certain homicidal instincts when i encounter something like a groundhog in my yard (laughs) oh wow wow (laughs) see growing up in montana and wyoming groundhogs prairie dogs things like that they those farmers did not like those on their property at all yeah, and gardeners, you know, as much as I love wildlife, when it's something with a really big appetite, you know, we have a big deer population in my area, yes. so I have a really big fence because I'd rather they go eat somewhere else. <laughs> and and that, that feeling of when you catch a deer inside your, your gardening, because it happens here all the time, and they look at you like going, what, what, you put yeah, it out I- here, it's mine. You bet it's like a big squirrel, you know, it's totally, <laughs> totally acclimated to living with us. Now, when it, so, when it comes to gardening, we here in the Carolinas, we have clay. So therefore, we have to build those those boxes and then put the soil inside the boxes. So I think they call that a raised garden. You bet. You bet. I do the same thing here because we have clay soil in and 
Also, we have the edge of what was the Wisconsin Glacier. Mm. And so there's lots of rocks. So yes, for any of my veggies and for my little transplants, I have nice raised beds. And then the chipmunks make little chipmunk houses yep. in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you, that you expose inside this book is the fact that there are many mysteries inside a garden. You know, so many people are just so excited about bringing the carrots up or whatever, even, even the pumpkins this time of season. But there's a mystery somewhere inside that garden. Well, every garden is sun and shade, right? You know, there's that darker side of the garden and that mysterious, you know, those surprises in the garden or a kind of woodland garden where you go around the corner. Those are very interesting to walk through and to look at. And certainly murder mystery writers have discovered that as mm-hmm. well from way back when. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, and I, I totally get that because when you when you talk about those murder mystery writers and things, I'm going, oh my God, I'm not the only one who can sit here and look into this forest and feel the energy of a story. So I, I don't ever admit to being the author. I just, I, they told me the story. I just, I just wrote it down. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. And I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, they get inspiration from their gardens and if they know how to write fiction and they are good at crafting a plot and a cast of interesting characters often a murder mystery will emerge so it was really fun to find loads and loads of those one of the things that, uh, that I've learned to do is respect the spider as well as the slug but not everybody loves these bugs but they, they, they need to be a part of this atmosphere don't they Yes, absolutely. You know, that's, you know, part of that balance of nature. Uh, But, you know, I'm never really happy when the slugs chew holes in the leaves of my hostas. Uh, Spiders don't really do any harm, although, you know, this time of year when I'm out in the garden, you're you're often walking through spider webs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they haven't bothered me. I'm glad I haven't encountered any poisonous ones. One of the things that we've bumped into a lot lately are people who think that all mushrooms are edible. And, and, And that's not so true, is it? Oh, no. And it's been used in in murder mystery plots, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that idea of that, you know, kind of mysterious side of mycology. Um, and it's in the news sometimes, too, right? There's recent there's a recent big to do about a uh, a case in Australia of whether this woman poisoned <laughs> poison people at her dining mm. table or not you know was it an accident or not so you really have to know what you're doing if you're foraging now you being up north and me being in the south we get your birds during the migration season so how do, how do you prepare nature in your garden so that they they can make that flight here because i have wild grapes in my forest here from for them to come down and chew on while they're here so they can make their way back home to you Oh, you bet. I mean, there's plenty of the of uh, material in my garden. <clears throat> excuse me, that they can feast on. So this time of year, they like this Cornelian cherry. Mm. Uh, it's a actually kind of dogwood, even though it's called a Cornelian cherry. Um, and it gets very red berries and i find the leavings of these red berries all over the place so (laughs) they're feasting here as well so does a plant get away with murder oh 
sometimes. Really? Yes, yes sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, maybe nowadays when there's better testing, you know, so if you if you're ill and you go to the hospital and they, you know, they take blood, they can do all sorts of testing. So, you know, maybe not as many people get away with it as they used to, but <laughs> at least in the in the world of murder mysteries, usually you know, the villain is exposed by the end, right? <laughs> justice is served. So, you know, from, you know, Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie, right up to writers today, like Vicki Lane, you know, she she writes mysteries set around Asheville, so not too far from you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, you, you get up there in that area of Asheville, and oh, my God, it's unbelievable. You bet. And uh, she lives there, so her, you know, her mystery settings are always really rich with descriptions and you know i love her characters too how did you come across the connection between these murder mysteries and plant life well i always read murder mysteries and i started gardening when i was in my 20s and just loved it so you know really got addicted to gardening too and one day i read this book it was called mulch and uh well, it's a mystery. It's by a Colorado author named Ann Ripley. And the, uh, you know, this time of year, people put their leaves, I live in the suburbs, so people bag their leaves sometimes, yeah, yeah. and they put them out for the town to pick up for the compost area. And in that mystery, which is set in Washington, D.C., body parts are found in <laughs> one of those bags so it's a little it's a little gruesome but it's a good story and i read it probably around 2000 wow. and it struck me that wow here's an interesting connection and i was i've always been interested in gardeners who are writers. so it led me down this path i wrote an article way back when for a little garden journal named Portis. And uh, during the this little global pandemic that we had not so long ago, I needed something to work on. And that was a really fun thing to work on uh, while we were, you know, locked down and otherwise. Oh, my God. I could talk to you about plants all dang day. Where can people go to find out more about you, your writing and give you some love? Well, my website is martamcdowell.com. My book is available any you know the usual places online but please support your local independent yes. bookstore yes <laughs> no I, I'm with you on that because I mean these local bookstores the fact that they're still open I mean we have one over at a, a Park Road Shopping Center that, that that's putting along but boy I'll tell you what they support local art you bet. And I will tell you, my town has lost its independent bookstore. So if I want to go to my local indie bookstore, it's, you know, a probably 20 minute drive round trip. And so, uh, you know, I wish we had a bookstore back. So, wow. yeah, you got to remember those folks. Absolutely. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you be brilliant today, OK? <laughs> OK, you too.